is either mm -hmm. to stay in Singapore, continue with my internship, probably get converted into a full-time role, and then just sort of settle down in Singapore, right? Yeah. Um, or go to uh, California, go to Apple as a contractor, not a full-time engineer, and we have no idea what's going to happen after that. Um, Singapore, one day morning, I went to my job. I said I'm going to resign. And then at night, I flew back to Penang. The next day, I flew back to the States. From societal norms to language and growth opportunities, living abroad has so much to offer that it opens our eyes to not only another reality, but to our own. Hi, I'm Sean. I'm Hannah, and welcome to Malaysians Abroad Podcast, where we will explore all diverse experiences, insights, and opinions of Malaysians who have lived abroad. Hey everyone, it's Hannah, and this is the final guest episode for season one. In this episode, we chat with Samuel, a friend of mine from uni. Since graduating, he's had a whirlwind of a career journey, bringing him to Vancouver, Canada today. We talk about how he got a job offer at Apple and then at Microsoft. We learn about time management and mental well-being in a fast-paced tech industry and how Samuel keeps his faith at the center of his choices. In retrospect, all of our decisions lead us to where we are today, and that really seems to be the case for Sam. Our chat with him was a great reminder for us as we approach the end of this year. We hope you'll find value in it too. All right. Hi, Sam. Welcome to Malaysians Abroad Podcast. Can you start us off by introducing yourself, like where you're from and where you're at currently now? Sure. Uh, so my name is Samuel. I'm from Penang, Malaysia. Uh, I'm currently in Canada, but we'll, we'll probably go through my history a little bit, how I move from different countries, but that's for later. Yeah, and what are you currently doing in Canada? I'm a software engineer at Microsoft. Ooh, so specifically, I'm working on Microsoft Teams, which is a wow. competitor of what we are currently using. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, yeah, and actually, Sam and I know each other from university. We went to Oregon State together, and I always remember Sam being this like very driven guy who was really smart and into like personal and professional development. Uh, but Sam, I know that you went back to Malaysia after graduation. So maybe you want to tell us your journey of how you ended up in Canada? Sure. So sh should we start from where, how I went to Oregon State? <laughs> uh, up so, to you. Okay. So I guess I'll, I'll start from how I got to the States. So 2015, I went to Oregon State. Uh, before that, I was in Inti Penang, going through the um, AUP program. Um, so 2015 fall, which is September, I went to Oregon State. Uh, I'm I was pursuing uh, electrical and computer degree um, because I was interested in technology. That was like the idea of it. Um, mm -hmm. So three, about three and a half years, I think, in Oregon State. Uh, until my senior year, I sort of wanted to switch and not go for electrical anymore. Um, but to go into software engineering, uh, because I think that was, um, that's where my interest is uh, in, in my senior year. So I graduated from Oregon State in uh, 2018, June. And in the States, you have a requirement where you need to get a job in three months after your graduation in order to go to a different visa 
it's still a student visa, but it's like an extended student visa where you can work for up to a year to three years kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so June, I, I graduated. I've been applying for different roles before uh, graduating and after my graduation, and I couldn't get anything uh, until I actually wrote this down just now. <laughs> I was trying to remember my history. So, so I graduated June. Uh, I went to Singapore first, not Malaysia. I went to Singapore in October. And how did I land in Singapore? Is because I think around September, that's where I started thinking that, oh, I can't really get a job in the States anymore. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I started looking into roles in Asia because I, I still have my heart in Asia. I want to go back to Asia, right? And Singapore is where software engineering roles are kind of at. Mm-hmm. Um, I applied. I didn't get a full-time job. I got an internship. Um, in a comp- at a company called Vicense. You can probably look it up. Uh, that's, so I went to Singapore, October 1st. I remember that, that's, that was my start, start date. Um, and then I was in Singapore for only less than a month. I look back, I think I came back to the States in October 25th or to October 26th, somewhere there. Yeah. Uh, that, that was exactly um, three months. I think it's a day before my three months mark. Uh, of the rule that I mentioned before yeah. and then I, I got a role I accepted the role and I came back like right away like th- that Yay! few days was that few days was in a, in Singapore Monday uh, I don't know what day was it Singapore mo- one day morning uh, I went to my job I said I'm gonna resign and then at night I flew back to Penang the next day I flew back to the States that was wow <laughs> that was wow. I, I don't know and then okay then I, I came back to the States um, I was I was working at Apple uh, as a contractor, uh, specifically working on Siri for Malay language. So when you use Siri, it has Malay language. If you didn't know, yeah. Um, to everyone who's <laughs> using it, thanks, Sam. Thank you for working on it. Oh no 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 no! I don't think okay. That's for another story. <laughs> but <laughs> that's that's where my software engineering uh, career went as well. So I was there for about a year and a half until uh, twenty twenty May. I think the end of May, 25th or 26th, I accepted the role and I came to Microsoft. Uh, I went to Washington first um, from California and I was in Microsoft until my visa expired last year, July. Oh no, not last year, this year, sorry. This year, July. Uh, so I was in Washington for about a year and a half as well. Uh, and then my visa expired, there's no more extension. The visa that I'm referring to right now is the three years that you can work with student visa um, and then they expire. So Microsoft moved me to Canada's office with a Canada visa. That's, that's how I got here. What a whirlwind of a career journey. I remember when you were in Singapore and you were messaging me like, oh, I got a job at Apple. I'm like coming right away. It's like, wow, super fast. Oh, yeah. And that time, were you already in Washington? Yes, I I moved into Washington in August, and I think I was messaging you like, "Hey, find a job in Seattle." I was yeah, trying yeah, to get everybody I, to move to Seattle. Really. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I also remember Hannah also like just texting me, like updates from where she was, and she was just telling me like, "Oh, Sam is um, Sam is now in Seattle, so he's coming over for the weekend." Um, and then there was once Hannah, I think you, um, took care of Sam's dog, for a while, right? <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that, that time. Was, that Early was last, this year. That was this year. That was yeah, this it was year. this year. Ah. 
it's the next story that you can get into if you want. <laughs> is your is your doggy with you now in Canada? Oh no 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 no! Someone <laughs> else is taking care of the dog right now. Oh, it's, in, okay. it's still in Washington. Hazel, I remember the name. <laughs> yes. Yes, Hazel. So it sounds like you've had quite a journey to get to where you are now in Canada. Um, and I'm sure in that journey, every step you took was like a big decision. So how did you know that each of the decisions you made was kind of like the right one for you? I don't know. That's, that's, uh, it's, it's a, I don't, I don't, I won't say it's a curse, but it's not a, it's not the best thing as well. Cause uh, I think the biggest decision that started is, from Singapore, um, because my decision from Oregon State to go back to Asia, uh, it wasn't that such of a big decision because mm. it's sort of clear that I can't get a job in the States, right? So it's, it, in my mind, I knew what's going to happen already. So that's why it's just go with the flow, go to Singapore. Um, but when I was in Singapore, I got this offer. Um, so my friend, uh, Bin Hong, he referred me to this role. So that's how, I, mm. that's how they reached out to me at that time. I had a few days to think about this um, offer. Uh, it's either mm-hmm. to stay in Singapore, continue with my internship, probably get converted into a full-time role, and then just sort of settle down in Singapore, right? Yeah. Um, or go to uh, California, go to Apple as a contractor, not a full-time engineer with the company, but as a contractor, it's, it's, there's a difference there. Um, mm. And we have no idea what's going to happen after that. Um, because with contractor, you don't know if you're going to be hired full-time, right? Like, it's kind of mm-hmm. like whenever your term ends, it ends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so the biggest decision, I, I guess, in my life was at that point in time. I want to stay in Asia because all oh, my whole family is in Asia, yeah. right? Um, and then I talked to my uncle that, that lives in Singapore. I got on a call with him and then he was like, uh, you're still young. There's like so many <laughs> you have so much time uh this is a great opportunity to just go out and mm-hmm. and just explore you know because there, you have nothing to hold you back you don't have a family uh that you have to take care of i mean i mean that indirectly yes i do but um like i don't have to bring my whole family with me or i have to be aware of how my my partner or or someone else uh, uh condition is right i can just go and just go explore um, so when he said that, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I called my mom, I called my dad. <laughs> my mom wanted me to sing, stay in Singapore for sure because it's close to home, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I, hear her, when I hear her voice, uh, she was pretty, she, I, I pretty, I'm pretty sure that she doesn't want me to leave. Uh, but when I talked to my dad, my dad was like, this is a, um, like, we, did, we never planned for this, right? But it just came, the opportunity just came. So we just went ahead with it. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of having faith with, um, the next step because there is like if you if you if you see the past three four years uh 2021 this year right okay past three four years um every step of the way that i uh, every places that i've been to i could not have planned it at all um there's yeah. no way that i could have planned for apple World. there's no way that i could have planned for microsoft World. Uh, we mm. can talk about how i get into microsoft as well but it is not something that i applied for um, the recruiter reached out, and then um, that was a few months before my visa, or at least a year before my visa expires. Because when you're sort of in a, a year mark where your visa is going to expire, companies usually don't don't hire you as well because now they have to deal with your visa, right? 
Yeah. That's not something that they want to deal with. Um, so that was, that was a blessing as well. Like every step of the way, things just showed up at the right time. Um, and I just went ahead with it. Mm. So it's, it's, it's kind of like you make the decision that you most believed in at, at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. And all of these were kind of like time-sensitive decisions also, right? They are, yes. So looking back, right, let's say you, you, um, let's say you didn't take the, the Apple role. Where do you think you'll be now? Would you still be in Singapore? Most likely, yeah. Mm. It'll be a very different life, I would, I would, I would imagine. It's like, mm. if you remember Loki, right? You, you, the timestamp just, just part. Okay, never mind. I don't know if you watch Loki, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it could, it, it could be a whole different life if I went with that route. Um, and there's that one thing my uncle told me as well is there's no right or wrong, right? It's just mm. you pray about it, you just let God handle it, and then we just go ahead with it, you know? Uh, unless it's clear that, okay, the things that you're supposed to do is wrong, then yeah, that's wrong, you know? But for, my, for, for a lot of the experience that I've been through are just that there's no right answer to that. Mm. So would you say you're kind of a, a spiritual person in terms of that, like just having faith and surrendering it to to god yeah I, w- okay. I would think so yeah i would think like like every step every place that i've been to i get to experience god as well um mm-hmm. i mean for me i'm a christian so i i i'll talk about that only i won't talk yes, about please. others yeah. um but but like mm-hmm. going to singapore okay after coming back to the states for example uh, i i'll always try to think why what's the purpose of me going to singapore right like, I'll, I'll blame the God a lot that, and why this, why that, you know? We just raise questions. That's all we know how to do, what to do, right? Um, mm. Then when I look back after the whole journey, coming back to the States, then I noticed that going to Singapore was the right thing because going to Singapore, two things. One was it brought me closer to God. That's one. Um, because I get to experience how my uncle's family um, um, worship, worship God, you know? How, how God plays a huge role in their life. And, and mm-hmm. that brought me sort of closer back as well, because, um, yeah. And then the second thing was when I was in uh, the previous company, um, the skills that I learned at that time, even though it's just a few weeks, less than a month, those skills were required when I applied, when I interviewed with Apple. If I didn't go to that role, I would never have known the technical skills that was required to go to Apple, I would have failed mm. that interview. <laughs> so because of that three weeks, I learned that skill. I was able to go and I got the in- interview with Apple and I just, uh, I did well because I just learned about it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like God lined up the opportunity for you just at the right time. And you were saying just now also like for your Apple job, you got the start date one day before your OPT or the, your student visa would have expired, right? Yeah, yeah. It's really cool how all these events unfold, each, um, each of them unfold by themselves. Um, other than that, how, how do you think you've grown professionally from this journey? Um, I know you mentioned um, learning the skills that uh, would bring you into Apple. Is there anything else that you think has added to your professional development? So I, w- I would say I'll bring in professional and, and personal, right? Because, mm. because I'm at a stage where we are, I mean, we are, all, we, are, we are all at the stage where we are still growing, tired of figuring out ourselves, you know? Um, when I was in California, I got to know a, a great 
group of friends there as well. So um, I feel loved because I have friends around. Um, Bin Hong sort of was sort of like a mentor because he's technically technical, technically skilled. So <laughs> so so I get to learn from him as well. Um, and then I I I meet great friends uh, around the area, getting like bringing. Or, or gathering the whole the Malaysians around around Silicon Valley together, and then we you hang out once in a while and all that, you know. Um, so California was a was a was a happy moment because I get to join. Um, there's a Bible study group. It's called Bible Study Fellowship. I get to know about that when I was in Singapore. So when I came to states, I tried to look for it, and there's one in Mountain View, which is in Sil Silicon Valley, um, and I joined that group, and then. Uh, people were around my age and then everyone uh, uh, loves God very much as well. And then we just hang out every week. Um, so it was a very happy moment of my, of my life as well. Um, until, um, until coming to Washington, that's when COVID hit as well. Yeah. So I, I moved to Washington on my own uh, to Washington. The only person that I know, I think was only Hannah. Um, it was, it was a, it is still a, a tough journey because being on your own, um, you have sometimes you try to motivate yourself, but without friends around, without family around, sometimes can be tough. Uh, I I acknowledge that as well, and and some I think I'm not sure if I told Hannah before, but sometimes I feel like I lost myself during COVID because because without without all these people around me, it's kind of tough um, to to grow by yourself as well. You know. Um, yeah. Mm, so yeah. yeah. It's a lot of personal and professional. Professional, it, it sort of just goes along the way, you know. You, you, as you work, you learn the skills that are required as a, uh, to be a leader, to be, to, to be a, uh, a follower since you are, we are still, I mean, I'm still at an um, entry-level role. Um, and all the skills that are required in the, I mean, right now I'm still in the corporate world. So skills required for a corporate uh, world um, and all that. So mm, Thanks for sharing. Sam, can I share a little bit of a personal thing that I remember? You, you sure. triggered a memory. I remember that there was one day that you called me and you were kind of feeling really down about how things were because you were saying like, oh, I, I'm not sure if I made the right decision because you were living alone, coming from like, you know, living with a ton of housemates that were all your friends. Um, you felt kind of lonely. And I remember you just saying like, I, I, am, I feel so lost. I don't know what to do. And after we talked it out, I just felt like you were like, okay, I, I can get back on track. And I feel like that really speaks to your growth as well. Like how you have grown is that, you, that you're able to share your struggles now with people. Because I think before this, you didn't always share like the sad side or the downside, right? Um, at least to me. And but I feel like because of this, you're able to open up and you're able to see like there is importance in opening up about that struggles as well, so that you're able to move forward. Yeah, that is one major one. It's like um, I don't think I share my struggles to anyone, not even my parents actually. Um, and and even in California, if you ask my friends there, they'll a few of them will say that he has moods, you know. Sometimes he just he just he's just very down and all that <laughs> because at that time I'm just either thinking about something else and I'm I'm like just trying to figure out on my own. I I don't involve other people um, because mm -hmm. I feel like a burden doing that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And and coming to to Washington was uh, 
I, I start seeking out different things. Like I try to go for therapy. I talk to Hannah about going to therapy. Um, I mean, I haven't been yet, but, but it's something that I, I've been exploring. Like I try to explore all these things and Hannah was the closest person to me at that time. Um, and then like, like I do hang out with Hannah once in a while um, when I was in Washington and, and slowly it sort of made me feel more comfortable and I started sharing more um, with Hannah. Oh, thank you for trusting. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. And now you're sharing on the podcast. Oh yeah, now the whole world's gonna know. So. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again, Sam, for sharing your stories and being open and vulnerable with us. We really appreciate it. Um, and now I'm gonna shift gears a little bit into more of your professional life. So you've worked at Apple and now you're at Microsoft. And I think for quite a number of us, um, especially young, young people, landing a job at these companies can seem pretty daunting or pretty challenging. So do you have any advice for people who might want to apply at these places? So a few things. At least I can share based on my experience, right? Mm. Um, for my case, I came from a different degree. Uh, even though it's sort of related, it's kind of related. Uh, but the skill sets that, uh, that I need as a software engineer um, uh, are different than the skill sets that I've learned in my degree as an electrical and engineering, electrical and computer engineering uh, degree. Mm-hmm. So, so for my case, I would say uh, being curious, cu- curiosity is very important, right? Um, for me, I started getting curious mo- curious in software. So that's why I started to step into that and I find that I'm more interested in it. Um, another part is um, willing to try, um, and it's building a network. So mm-hmm. building a network is something that everyone talks about, right? Um, when we come into the business world, network is very important. Um, but for my case, how I landed a job with Microsoft is because of the, the different things that I've done um, over the few months before I joined Microsoft. So that's mm-hmm. when I, that's the story that um, it, around June, that's where COVID sort of started, right? Uh, and I was in Malaysia at that time because Chinese New Year was early that year. So I, I was in Malaysia. And I joined in, I joined a open source project. Open source meaning that um, all the code and all that are shared uh, for everyone. Like anyone can work on that project. So I joined this project uh, virtually, like like just remotely, and what this project does is it tracks the COVID numbers in Malaysia. Um, it's called coronatracker.com at the time. I'm not sure if it's still alive. Um, so I was helping with that project. Uh, it was the skills required in that project are none of it's not even related to what I've learned, and and I was just interested, you know. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, there's something that I've sort of done before that can be used for this project. So that's I I I participated participated in it, you know, <laughs> and and because of that project, I landed this role in Microsoft. Why do I say that? Because during the whole interview with Microsoft, that was the only project I talk about. I did not mention anything about my role at Apple. So willing to try different things, uh, the curiosity. Um, building your network because the, uh, at, with that project, I met many other people as well um, that are very experienced people in, in Malaysia. 
No, those are those are great tips. So like, be curious. Um, try new and different things. Like, jump into projects that might be related to the role that you're pursuing, and build a network. Yeah, get out of your comfort zone. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a very important one. Yeah, and so now um, that you're in Canada, what would you say your experience has been like as a young working professional, especially uh, being a migrant worker? So I like it here so far. Um, one reason is it's it's more diverse than being in Washington. That's what I noticed. Mm. Washington has more Americans, has more um, white people around, right? Uh, but in in Canada, in Vancouver, I've I've seen and I've met various kind of people, like a lot of Europeans. Um, there's Russians. There's uh, a lot of Asians as well, uh, and and it's. And people don't really care like about like you have an accent or anything like that because everyone has an accent uh, over here. Um, so, I mean, even though I have been working remotely so far, I've not we we haven't officially go went back to office. Um, but being around, like going to coffee shops, going to uh, and, and talking to some random people at coffee shops, uh, mm-hmm. that's what I noticed. And you mentioned this earlier about some mental health challenges, but um, are there any other challenges that you might have gone through? For sure. Definitely. Um, There's a lot. (laughs) Uh, One of them is time management, right? Um, I'm trying to do too many things. I think you know about this. I'm trying to do too many many things and I just cannot focus on one. Um, That's a big problem because uh, multitasking is, is, is... not that helpful and it's too many multitasking is something i'm trying to do but it's not really benefiting me that well um mm-hmm. because when i think about one thing and i just context switch to another thing i in the end i could not finish anything you know yeah um, it becomes less productive in the end right yes so it's something i'm trying i'm still battling on um even at work especially at work um so that is yeah time management and communication skills I don't think the way I communicate is very is is good. Um, trying to have clear thoughts on what you are sharing uh, matters a lot in the professional world, even in personal life as well. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I actually I can relate to that because I actually struggle with multitasking a lot. Also, I like I try to do multiple different things and try to be good at them, but then uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely a struggle. And I think you're fine on communication, by the way. We're really enjoying this conversation so far. Oh, thank you. Yeah, where you got that? <laughs> so a tip on, on um, the multitasking that I'm trying to use as well. You know, have you heard about the pom- Pomodoro kind of thing? It's like 25 yeah. minutes and then you stop, take a break because you got to let your brain rest. Um, yes. and, and another one is like time box, if you've heard of this term. So time mm-hmm. boxing is like, um, you know, you're, 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 work, you're going to work on this thing. You do not know how long is it going to take. You give yourself half an hour. If in a half an hour, you cannot do it, just stop, do something else. Um, mm. And then you can, you can revisit after that. But you don't want to spend hours just getting stuck on this problem. Um, so to, to mitigate that, you, you time box yourself. Because yeah. we only have yeah. 24 hours, right? So, so yeah. how can you be the most efficient um, in this time you know how can you use I mean 24 hours you cut eight what is that 16 um, eight hours for sleep if you sleep for eight hours um, and and 
you have like a bunch of the random stuff as well. Work takes mm -hmm. up like eight hours already, and then you just have some time left. It is a it is a huge battle that I'm still facing, um, but trying to improve one one day at a time. You know? It's good you're acknowledging that. So you the the time boxing it can be any any amount of time, right? Doesn't have to be like yeah, half an hour. Yeah, just give yourself like how how much time are you willing to spend on this thing? Forty five mm -hmm. minutes, one hour, sure. Um, as long as you give yourself a time, you stick to it. If you cannot finish it, or you just you are still stuck, then mm -hmm. learn to let go. That's a very important thing. And then you can revisit again, but you want to get some rest after that and do something. Mm -hmm. else. Mm, yeah so that's time management um that's one key piece of advice is there any other advice that you have for like fresh grads or young adults who are looking to like make a career change or even if they're starting their own career journey do you have any advice for them communication skill like writing skill one thing i'm horrible at uh, writing <laughs> so um that's one thing that i am facing at work is how can I be short and precise on what I'm trying to communicate? Um, mm. You can write a whole essay. No one's going to read about it, you know? Yeah. Um, because no one, everyone doesn't have a lot of time, right? Some people yeah. might, some, most people might not. Um, so try to improve that. How can you improve that? I mean, I, I do not know. But I will, <laughs> one, one approach that I am trying to go for is to write more. Um, write blogs, write or write notes for myself um, mm. and things like that. So, yeah. Okay. Incidentally, I saw something on LinkedIn earlier today about how colleges and high schools are all a lie or setting you up for like failure in a lot of the business world because you are always trained to like write 500 words on one topic. But realistically, in the business world, when you're sending an email, people just want to read like two sentences about what's, mm. what's your main message and like move on with it. But of course, it's different for different professions. Like I would say like if you're going into a writing profession, then obviously you will have to write like long form, right? But For sure, yeah. definitely. Like, like for engineering and business careers, I, I think it's more of like how you structure the way you write as well, right? You write mm -hmm. one whole, even though it's short, but one big paragraph. People might not really want to read that compared to if you can split it out to become bullet points and yes. then bolded words on what's the important things, right? Mm -hmm. Hannah is an expert on this, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, so yeah, that's that's a very important skill, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, communication is like, how do you how do you talk to other people, you know? How do you get out of your comfort zone? Because um, the first job is always the hardest, right? Everyone talks mm -hmm. about that. Uh, once mm -hmm. you have the first job, you have experience, then you can go ahead. Um, if, if so a few ways that um, I've heard of uh, is like reaching out to people in LinkedIn and all that even though yeah. you don't even know the person but you look up to the person in terms of where they are at in their career so what you can do is you can just reach out to them just say hi just say oh you want to go have some coffee or have a virtual chat and things like that there yeah. are a lot that are willing to talk to you and share what they have done um, I have heard from one of my friends uh, I think she tweeted about this is that <laughs> is, is that when you reach out to those people and you found the ones that are willing to share um, those are the most important people because they are giving you the experience that um, they themselves wanted to have back then 
they didn't get those kind of experience, mm. but now they are at the, the position where they can. So they, they those are valuable people um, to be like a mentor, coach, or whatnot. You know, um, it's something I'm trying to do more as well uh, mm-hmm. in in my career path. Um, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's that's a proven technique that that works. Yeah, I think it's really helpful to get that one on one time with somebody who is able to teach you. Do you think you already have a mentor right now or multiple mentors? Ooh, I don't think so. <laughs> so I I mean, there's a few like my manager, um, but I'm trying to reach out to a few more people. Mm. Um, but but one thing to keep in mind is that um, you have to be genuine, right? Uh, you have to be. you're willing to be open to yourself but you want to be genuine you don't want to be like oh i come to you just because uh i want to be here like being selfish and all that you know um being genuine is very important um for me i feel like i can just talk about anything because i mean anything that's related to 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 um to myself you know that i'm i'm willing to share anything uh so that's i i don't have a problem with that um but i'm Actually, I do not know. I don't even know if people are aware of that, that this is like how they talk to people or is it like with a different intention. Um, mm. I will not speak about that because I do not know how other people think, um, but that's just not my approach. Like I, I talk to you just because I want to get something out of you, right? Um, I'll try to be more open and like, be genuine about it. Yeah, that's a great um, follow-up from our last episode as well where Keith was saying about how relationships can be really transactional, but if you take it all as a transaction, it feels very superficial and in the end, it's actually more damaging to the relationship. Whereas if you come genuine and you know wanting to be more personable and actually build a proper relationship, you end up getting more from that relationship. Mm. Rather than just going in for like business or for like any like work collaborations, right? Yeah. yeah. Even personal life is all right. Like... Like, at least for me, I don't think I'm an extrovert. I'm pretty sure I'm an introvert. Um, it's pretty tough for me to to meet new people as well, right? Or or, or make close friends. Um, Hannah is, like, shaking her head right now. <laughs> uh, it's, it's because easy you're for one me. of the persons who, like, makes the most friends out of everyone I know. You're, like, the most oh. personable person. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's easy for me to talk when it's, like, the first time. Uh, in a group setting then when no one takes the lead to talk <laughs> I'll be the one to just talk to, to make people talk but mm. after that when it's more one-on-one I struggle with that I still do so it, it, it took a long time for me at least to 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 build that and I, I don't think I'm I'm, I'm even close <laughs> at the moment <laughs> I think you're already like indirectly mentoring a lot of people also from just like your insights and your lessons on this podcast Thank you for sharing that tip. I think it's it's important that, or, or it's great that you shared about how you network because a lot of times you just hear the tip like, go networking, but no one really says how to do it. So great yeah. tip. Just to recap your tips really quickly, Sam. So you mentioned that fresh grads or young adults looking to make a career change or to start their own career journey, they should uh, manage their time properly learn to communicate and write concisely, get the point across quickly, and also to not be afraid of reaching out to people uh, to learn from them or to get some advice from them. But we have to be genuine and be open while we're at it. Uh, thanks so much, Sam, for coming on the show and for, um, for sharing with us your entire 
a career journey from the time that you graduated or even joined OSU and then graduated OSU. Um, and also thanks for sharing with us so transparently about the challenges that you faced um, and how you're um, taking the steps to overcome all those. We really appreciate it. And, um, and I think our listeners will definitely benefit from this as well. Um, so thank you again, Sam. Yeah, no problem that, that I could share. Hopefully it's useful. <laughs> and Sam, if any of our guests want to reach out to you for tech career advice or even moving abroad to Canada advice, can you please share with us your social media handles that you're active on? I will also drop them in the episode description below. Sure. The usernames are or is Samuel, S-A-M-U-E-L-J-K-L-E-E, Samuel J-K-E at gmail.com. So it's like uh, my LinkedIn uses that. I think my Instagram is that. <laughs> or my personal email is that. So you can always reach out to my email. I think that's a okay. very old-fashioned old way, but you can reach out to me in LinkedIn as well. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. So that's Samuel Social at Samuel J.K. Lee. And to anybody else who would like to give us feedback or if you just want to talk to us, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Malaysians Abroad Podcast. Or you can also email us. It's the same at Malaysians Abroad Podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Yes. Thanks, Sam. You're welcome.